0: Sharing with you the lyrics from hymns, scripture and prayer. I love to tell the story. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and His glory, of Jesus and His love. I love to tell the story because I know 'tis true. It satisfies my longings, as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story. "'Twill be my theme in glory "'to tell the old, old story "'of Jesus and His love. "'I love to tell the story "'tis pleasant to repeat "'what seems each time I tell it "'more wonderfully sweet. "'I love to tell the story "'for some have never heard "'the message of salvation "'from God's own holy word. "'I love to tell the story T'will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and His love. I love to tell the story for those who know it best seems hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And when in scenes of glory I sing the new, new song, T'will be the old, old story that I have loved so long. I love to tell the story Twill be my theme in glory, to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Amen. We've a story to tell the nations. We've a story to tell to the nations that shall turn their hearts to the right, a story of truth and mercy, a story of peace and light, a story of peace and light. For the darkness shall turn to dawning, and the dawning to noonday bright, and Christ's great kingdom shall come on earth, the kingdom of love and light. We have a song to be sung to the nations that shall lift their hearts to the Lord, a song that shall conquer evil and shatter the spear and sword, and shatter the spear and sword. For the darkness shall turn to dawning, and the dawning to noonday bright, and Christ's great kingdom shall come on earth, the kingdom of love and light. We have a message to give to the nations, that the Lord who reigneth above hath sent us his Son to save us, and show us that God is love, and show us that God is love. For the darkness shall turn to dawning, and the dawning to noonday bright, And Christ's great kingdom shall come on earth, the kingdom of love and light. that you have in your life as well with your soul. Worship is hymn number 698. The attitude you should have is the one that Christ Jesus had. He always had the very nature of God, but he did not think by force he should try to become equal with God. Instead, of his own free will, he gave it all up and took the nature of a servant. He became like man. He appeared in human likeness. He was humbled and walked the path of obedience to death, his death on the cross. For this reason, God raised him to the highest place above and gave him the name that is greater than any other name, so that in honor of the name of Jesus, all beings in heaven and on the earth and in the world before will fall on their knees. And all will openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is the Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 94, Sweet Hour of Prayer. us this opportunity to come and worship you and Lord you have reminded us already by the prelude that we have heard that the things that we have in our lives the challenges the struggles that you want us to have an attitude and a heart that says it is well with my soul regardless of those circumstances and God we'd ask for that right now We'd ask that the presence of your spirit remind us that you have never left us and that you have never forsaken us, regardless of what we have done in our lives, regardless how it seems at times we have gone away from you. You are always there with us. You are always close by our side. And Lord, we are praying to you right now. We think of family members and of friends and of patients throughout this medical center, of family members who will be visiting. Lord, we lift them up to you as well. And we'd ask that you would remind them in the same way that you are reminding us this morning, to pray to you about all the different things that we have in our lives, because you do care for us and that you do love us. Lord, we think of the city in which we live, we lift up those requests, the state, our nation, things around the world that you just call to mind right now. We lift up the chaplains and the chaplain assistants that are serving on various deployments worldwide. We lift them up to you as well. We also lift up fellow VA chaplains and the worship services that they are having. We lift them up to you in prayer as well. And God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us again and again how you have unified us through prayer. And we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father who art in heaven, Our next hymn is hymn number 95, He's Got the Whole World in His Hands. Now, if you want to start swaying while we're singing that song, that's okay. So, like I said the other day uh, when we were having service, we don't rock many times around here, but this is an opportunity for us to rock here in chapel as we worship. sister in there too so back there he's got our sisters in his hands as well our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of James chapter 1 beginning with verse 2 consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, it is wonderful that we could just have this time of worship that we can smile and that we can laugh about the relationship that we have with others and our relationship with you. Because, God, you always want us to have a joyful heart in our lives. And I would ask, God, that you would help me to continue to share that joy and that act of worship. In Christ's name, amen. Well, first of all, for those of you who have not heard me preach before, I don't normally have this low-sounding voice. I have a cold, so I get to use my lower vocal cords this morning until they run out. You know, over the last couple of months, and I actually was thinking actually this morning as I reflected on the year so far, and we're coming up on
1: Thanksgiving,
0: I was thinking about the, the losses that I have experienced this year specifically. And actually, earlier this week, um, I went up to Wisconsin, where I am from, in my mother-in-law. She passed away the week before, and I went up there to participate in the memorial service for her and, and be there at her graveside to say a few words of encouragement to the family and to the friends that were there. And one of the things that I shared with them is the whole idea of, Why do we grieve when we lose someone or when we lose something? And this is not my idea. It's something that I found on the Internet. And the reason why we lose, the reason why we grieve, is because we loved the thing that we lost. And because we loved the thing that we lost, It also is reflective of the commitment that we had to the love that we had for the thing that we lost. Does that make sense? So the reason why we grieve and the reason why we are sad when we experience the loss of a loved one or a loss for anything, I would say, is because we made a commitment. We made a commitment to love. And that's the price we pay to commitment. That's the price we pay for love. Because we know that eventually the things that we are committed to and the things that we love, sometime in the future will be lost. But I want to say to you that the grief that we experience when we have a loss
2: outweighs
0: the love and the commitment that we had to someone. You all good with that? And it doesn't mean that we don't hurt. It doesn't mean that we don't experience pain. But I, I think it gives us an answer as to why am I grieving? Why am I hurting? Why am I experiencing that pain? It's because you had a commitment. And behind that commitment, you had love. The love, the best way that you know how to describe it. And that's a good thing. If you are grieving or if you are hurting over something, I want to suggest to you that in your sadness there can be joy because it reveals something about yourself that is a truth. It reveals your commitment and it reveals your love that you had to someone or to something, and that's a good thing. In the scriptures that we've read this morning, James talks about the whole idea of our faith and what true religion is, and that our faith is or should be examples of how we deal with trials and temptations. How do we deal with problems in our lives? Because it does reveal who we are as a person. It does reveal our relationship with God. God has never promised us that we will never experience any pain, that we will never experience any sadness, that we will never get mad and angry about something in our lives that we felt love or committed to. God makes No such promises. On the contrary, he promises us trials and temptations. He promises us the fact that there are going to be difficulties in our lives and that you and I will have losses. But we also have a promise that in the midst of those losses that we can have joy. In the midst of those losses, we have an opportunity to learn patience. And patience is not a bad word. It's a good word. And I have remarked before here in the chapel where I am just beginning to learn about patience and the benefit that patience can have in my life. So do not shy away from the word patience. Because I have found it for me to be very helpful. And we talked about using the I statements. Remember? We talked about using the I statements. And I have found patience to be very helpful to me in times of trials and temptations. I'm using the I statement because when I say we, I'm referring to myself and the mouse that I have in my pocket. But I need to use I statements because I have found patience to work, and I want it very much for patience to work in your life as well, but you have to get there for yourself. I cannot take you there. I can give you some directions. I can show you the way, but once again, it's something that I have had to take in for myself, and you need to take it in as well. And so when we are going through those trials, when we're going through those difficulties, it is difficult to experience joy and patience because we are hurting. We are suffering loss. And how can those struggles help us? How can they strengthen us? How can they make us more mature? Well, if we are truthful and honest, and if I am truthful and honest, when I look at the losses that I've had in my life, and I've had two this year. My, one of my older brothers uh, passed away in January, and he and I, we had a good relationship when we were growing up, but different things took us in different directions. He was struggling with substance abuse issues, and for 20 years we had not had any contact with each other. But I have to tell you, when I was told about his death, I had to allow myself to grieve. And in that grief process, there was a sense of understanding that came from God, and that's that wisdom that is talked about in the scriptures here, that understanding that we get when we allow ourselves to experience that grief and that loss. And I cried for my brother not because of what he ended up becoming, but I remembered him for the good that he was. Excuse me. And I think when we recognize that, we can see the joy that the Lord is talking about here the joy in the relationship that God wants us to have as we deal with those trials, as we deal with those temptations. And we should ask God for that wisdom that gives us at least an understanding of some of the things. We're not going to have all of our questions answered. We're not going to be able to self-analyze everything about ourselves and all our reactions and all of our emotions. But we should ask God maybe just for a little bit of understanding in those circumstances so we can make maybe just a little bit of sense of what we are experiencing. Because when we do that, it, it gives us the proper perspective. Now, I have allowed myself to be vulnerable here with you this morning. I caught myself off guard because I wasn't expecting to go there. You know what I'm saying? But going there was okay for me. And I hope it was okay for you because as we get that proper perspective we do allow ourselves to become vulnerable we do allow ourselves to to grieve we give ourselves permission i give myself permission to grieve when i am experiencing loss and that's part of the wisdom that god gives us And in that wisdom, we see that perspective that God wants us to have, that it's okay to acknowledge that you're hurt by something. And I know that there's a time and a place, and I get all that, but sometimes, you know, you just have to be who you are and how God has created you. Just like I have to give myself permission, and I need to be who I am and who God created because when we have that, we can sense God's goodness in our lives. And it increases our awareness about others. I have a family member. And this family member basically has all of their financial needs taken care of. And this family member absolutely refuses to deal with any type of conflict any time of confrontation, any time of situation in which she will be entered into circumstances where she might feel that she would be losing control. And so she isolates herself from the rest of the family. And I want to suggest to you that that's not the way to live. And that's why it's important for us to enter into those trials and enter into those temptations, not because we want to, but we find ourselves in those places just by living. Don't isolate yourself from those circumstances. Don't isolate yourself in such a way that you absolutely refuse to be with other people. I would suggest to you that I know that when I have not isolated myself, I see the life that is around me that is worth living. I see the relationships that is around me that I know that if I enter into, maybe they may not love me the way that I want them to love me, but that's okay. I do know that they do love me. And one of the things I mentioned at my mother-in-law's memorial service, is I had to be honest and reflect on my relationship with her. And there were times when I felt that she did not love me, that she didn't care for me.
1: But the reason
0: why I felt that way is I did not understand how she was showing me her love. And once I realized that, even if it was not the way that I wanted to be loved, When I realized that she was loving me for who I am and she was loving me based on her understanding of love, I realized that she truly did love me. And I would not have been able to go there unless I had been willing to enter in to those trials, willing to answer those questions about myself, willing to see God's goodness in other people's lives as they showed their love for me. And I had to admit that I had some things wrong. Because she did love me. But you see, this is what we experience when we are willing to go there with God. And we see that what we believe in is not something than just a religious service or a bunch of words or hymns that we recite or scriptures that we read. We see that what we believe in is true we see that what we believe in gives us purpose and can give others the same purpose because our faith requires us not just to hear but to do in fact the doing part is far more significant than just the hearing part and we need to show that truth by doing and we need to understand that Within our own lives, we're given some instructions here about how we should demonstrate that truth by doing. And that we need to understand that we should not show any personal favoritism to anyone. Again and again, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, we are showed that we are not to show favoritism to anyone. We are to treat everyone equal, because everyone is equal in the eyes of God. And so therefore, when we look at other individuals, we should look and see the same equality that God gives all of us. And then we demonstrate, by action, by faith, by the things we do for each other, how we do not show favorites to anyone. And then we see within our own lives how things get a little better. Not perfect. Perfect ain't going to happen here, folks. Your life's not going to be perfect. My life is not going to be perfect. But you know what? God wants us to enter in with him again and again and again so that we can get to that point where, not that our lives are perfect, but that our lives are getting better that our lives are maturing in our relationship with God and we mature when we understand that we are acquiring wisdom from God which means knowledge and understanding and we can only do that when interacting with each other we can only do that when we see and understand ourselves better we can only do that when we make the effort to do for others without showing any favoritism
2: and then our words
0: when we are following them up with action become so important so important because we need to understand that as we walk with God the things that we do and say are so important because they need to go together Because then we are overcoming those circumstances that we have. We are overcoming the fact that as we look at others, we also look at ourselves. And we see that as we grow in strength, we can grow in patience. And we begin to understand what that means. Patience for me is... My willingness to accept some of the things that are going on around me because they really, truly do not matter. It's like the serenity prayer, right? Give me the understanding, God, that I need to have, right? To change the things I can for the things I can't change, right? And the understanding to... To know the difference. Because when we know the difference, we don't display favoritism to others. Because the scriptures remind us this morning that if you think those that have wealth are better off than you are, I can tell you by personal experience, the answer is no. And I know a lot of people with a lot more money than I have. And the answer is no. They struggle and deal with the same things that you and I struggle and deal with. In fact, if anything, their wealth is a hindrance for them walking with God in a more close manner. In fact, their wealth prevents them from seeing the relationship with God that they can truly have because they don't need to because in their minds they have the money that they need and it's a reminder to us within our own lives that the things that we have will all pass away and be meaningless and at the cemetery earlier this week we had a little tent up because it was back in Wisconsin and it's cold back there I know we don't understand that, but it was cold back there. And as I was providing some comfort, you know, I realized that the only thing I have left of my mother-in-law is the love that she showed me, the love that she showed her children, which would include my wife, the love that she showed to her grandchildren, and the love that she showed to her great grandchildren and that is a blessing that shows the richness of her life because she could not take anything with her but we have her love to remember her by and it wasn't perfect love Your love is not perfect. My love is not perfect. But it was love nonetheless. And so we enter in that celebration and we see the joy of life that was shared with us. But we can only see it when we enter into it, when we embrace those trials, when we embrace those difficulties. Not because we want pain. Not because we want suffering. But we realize it is a fact of life and that somehow we have to
1: get through it.
0: I know sometimes we try to go over it and around it and under it, but sometimes we have to go through it. Sometimes we just have to experience it because that's how we mature. That's how we grow closer to each other as a body of believers in Jesus Christ. That's how we mature in our walk with God. That's how we achieve more understanding. That's how we achieve the knowledge that God wants us to have. And then we are reminded this morning, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. A crown of life an understanding of life, a patience about life, a knowledge about life, and which we can enter into and not be afraid of the outcome. Because we know that the outcome will be where God wants us to be. And that should strengthen us. That should give us all hope in terms of the different things that we are facing, the challenges that we have, and the circumstances that are a part of our everyday lives. Because God wants us to succeed. God wants us to persevere. God wants us to make it through. And we do that by putting our faith and trust in Him. In all things. Amen. Please prepare your hearts as we partake of communion. And it is always a wonderful time when we reflect on our own lives. We reflect on the relationship that we have with God. We reflect on the fact that God truly does love us just for who we are. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you love us and that you care for us in all the circumstances that we are a part of. And God, I know that I have fallen short. There might be others here that have fallen short as well. But Lord, we do love you. And I would just ask that you would give us that understanding that we need to have, that we can grow in wisdom and knowledge so that we can have the patience to persevere. And Lord, we are so thankful that publicly we have an opportunity to demonstrate our desire to do that. Thank you, God. In Christ's name. Amen. You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Please turn with me for our closing hymn, number 102, Why Should I Feel Discouraged? (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Reminded us how much you do care for us and god a lot of times we don't always get it right but you know we're trying and god let that be the prayer in our lips we're always trying and now may the peace of god that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore amen thank you for coming